This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, rising up like a bloater from a sinkhole to record this podcast, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I can't imagine this episode does much to help the tourism of Kansas City. <laughs> or Kill City, or whatever it was that he called it in the, in the episode as well. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine that's... That Stay away from Kansas City. <laughs> it is not safe there. Yes, it is not safe at all. So, uh, If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it. As we talk about the fifth episode of The Last of Us, titled Endure and Survive on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad free access to podcast, you can support us at any level on Patreon and you will get the show ad free. It doesn't matter if it's the three dollar level, the five dollar level, or the twenty dollar level. It matters not. You will get the show ad free on the Patreon app. If you can't be a a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you'll leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. If you would like to interact with the show, we would love for you to send us an email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your questions, any questions you might have about the stuff we're covering, any comments you would like to add. We would love to hear those as well. Or if you have any suggestions for things you would like for us to cover, all of those things you can send to us at our email address at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Send those in, and we would love to hear from you, our listeners. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the fifth episode of The Last of Us. We're over halfway through the first season of this show, and this was quite the episode. What did you think about it, Ryan? As the kids like to say, I'm shook. <laughs> Tell me about it. That's a good way I, to put I, it. I kept thinking, we're not going to see a little kid die, are we? I know. I mean, surely not. And all through the episode, I was like, okay, he's going to survive. But then I thought, they haven't showed these kids in the they trailer. They haven't. Mm-mm. And then at the end, I was, I was like, "Oh no, we're going to see a little kid die." And honestly, and we did. yeah, we should, we did. And honestly, we should have known because when Millie Linsky's character there towards the end is saying, "Kids die, kids die all the time," and she got killed by a kid, and then she got killed by a kid that was uh, an infected. So, like I said, because uh, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Maybe they're just going to figure out a way to get to have these people kind of go their separate ways. But no, they they end up having to kill the kid. I mean, and that's kind of what the point of this entire show is, just how kind of brutal just life has become in this world. So It is. And let me say something, because something came out last week, and it was trending on social media, that some model didn't think Melanie Linsky was frightening yes. enough. Right. You are an idiot. <laughs> that woman was absolutely frightening as a villain. She's about to play a lot more villains. Because she was scary AF. Yeah, and what's great about it, I mean, because with Melanie Linsky, 
her character, her voice is just. Mm-hmm. She has this very sweet voice. She has a very sweet voice, and that's what makes it even more mm-hmm. terrifying. Is the fact that she has this sweet, just kind of innocent sounding voice, and you just don't expect these awful things to come from her. Right. And they are, nevertheless. That's just kind well, of what like, makes her so great. When that one guy at the beginning, when, when he thought he was going to be okay, right, and she was like, oh, no, you're a rat. Exactly. You're die. And then, like, when she told um, Henry, who was incredible, Lamar Johnson, incredible performance, when she was like, oh, no, no, you're going to die. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just the way that she delivers those yeah. lines. Oh, honey, you're going to die. Right. I mean, it's it, you kind of you kind of get the sweet home Alabama from her from you do. from that when she's telling people that she's going to kill them and it's just a it's a skin crawling performance. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I mean, they could have gotten I'm trying to think uh I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good villain woman. Um I mean, well, someone said it should have been a Linda Hamilton from Terminator type. Yeah, and you could get somebody like that, and that would work fine. You didn't need, Melody Linsky pulls it off right. extremely well. But I think, and like I said, just the because of the fact that it is so against the grain for like yeah. what you think of when you think of somebody like Melody Linsky, mm-hmm. that's just what makes it all that much more terrifying and yeah. just more skin crawling. And I think it also is more effective because, yeah, you could get somebody like Linda Hamilton who is, you right. know, who has spent years Buff. buffing and training and uh, becoming incredibly athletic. But what this show is trying to tell us is it's just the ordinary people who right. are quick on their feet and can just inspire people. It doesn't matter if they fit a certain mold. They're the ones yeah. who can come to power. And like I said, well, and even in this, you know, we come to find out Melly Linsky has a reason that she's become a monster. Cause they took out, you know, her, uh, Henry led to her brother getting right. killed. And, and even Perry mentions your brother wasn't moving us in the direction you are. You are our leader. I right. was like, wow. And that's one of the things, I think that's kind of one of the things that they're starting to get at, because I've heard them talk about this in like the the official podcast, and I've had, had other, I've heard other people talk about it as well, that love plays a central role in this film, but not mm-hmm. in the way that you think it does. Because when we think of love and how it inspires people to do things, we are often... It, in movies and television shows, it typically is being portrayed as like inspiring great people to overcome great odds, to do all these wonderful mm-hmm. things. And I think we start to see with this, because that's kind of what they've done in the first couple episodes. Uh, like the first episode, Joel is being pushed because he had that love for his daughter and he's trying to make up for what happened 20 years ago. Uh, third episode, you know, the, the love between Frank and Bill was just so touching and moving and it was just an yeah. incredible love story and just how love made Bill become something more than probably what he ever thought he would be. But now with this, uh, these last two episodes, four and five combined, we're seeing that... Love is causing people to do bad things. Love yeah, caused yeah. Henry, love for his brother caused Henry to collaborate and to deliver Melly Linsky's brother up to Fedra. Uh, which I mean, he even when he's going through and telling that story to uh, to Joel, when he's telling that story to him, he's like, "Look, 
because he he doesn't Joel he asked Joel am I a bad guy and he's like you don't have to pause I am the bad guy I mean he even sees himself as that bad guy and then oh, yeah. you, then you've got Melanie Joel Rick. was Joel did not give him a good reaction no he didn't he did not give him a good reaction and then you've got Melanie Linsky who is doing these awful things as well because she is trying desperately to hunt down Henry because she loved her brother and she wants that vengeance. Like I said, so we're seeing that, yes, love can make you do some great things, but it can also make you do some pretty awful things. Yeah. And let, let's shout out one more thing about Bella Linsky. Anytime the villain has like no concern at all about just killing random people. Right. That's a scary person. She's it like, is. Oh, just just kill him. Yeah, just kill him. <laughs> no, we're not going to try him. Just just go kill him and burn the bodies. It's easier that yeah, way. Burn the bo- yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is like I said, this is a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, there was a lot that happened in this episode. It really was because there were times where you felt like, "Oh man, we got this four, we got this crew together," at, you know, and then and then you felt like they were safe, and then all hell breaks loose at that house. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what what you're saying is a hundred percent correct. I mean, you're. Your time's thinking that, you know, this is going to be just great watching these four interact. And I, I, I knew they weren't going to end up together because, well, like, it's like you said earlier, these we hadn't seen these two with Joel and Ellie yeah. in any of the trailers or any of the promotional material up We've until this point. We've seen Melanie Linsky before in right. the trailer. But, we hadn't but they seen, wanted to show her because she's a name person. Yeah, she's but, a name yeah. person. But they have not shown Henry at all. So I knew that they weren't going to continue together. I just didn't know exactly how they were going to separate the two once we got to the end of it. But... It's like I said. So we 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 learn here at the beginning. We, we understand a little bit about what is happening in Kansas City. It it takes place ten days before Joel and Ellie show up. Uh, Fedra has been defeated. <laughs> I knew it was oh. going. I knew it was going to be a great episode when it starts off with an with an F you Fedra chant by the yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, this is going to be a banger of an episode, and it yeah. really, really was. It sure was. Uh but. This is they have basically just overthrown Fedra. Uh, you've got Melanie Linsky who is just absolutely riveting when she is going in front of all these collaborators and threatening them. And, and you know, she is they are doing this thing that I talked about a little bit last week where they are showing that just because the oppressors have been overthrown doesn't mean life is going to be any better because no. now no. you've got this resistance group who is basically doing everything that the Fedra people were doing. Yeah, and worse. And worse, yeah. So it's not any better. Things have not yeah. gotten any better. It's just showing, you again, how awful humanity has become in the wake of yeah. this thing and just how awful we can become when tragedy strikes. Sometimes it can ri- make humanity rise up and do wonderful things, but when tragedy strikes, sometimes it makes us do awful things to one another because th- the name of the show of this week is Endure and Survive, and that's all anybody seems to care about. That was, and... Uh, a lot of them didn't survive. Uh, but let's go ahead and kind of get into some of the the nuts and bolts of this episode. So the ep- the, the episode is kind of centering, or at least the, to begin with, it's kind of centering on Henry and Sam and their relationship with one another. And if you watched the, if you haven't played the game, like Ryan and I have not, if you haven't played the game and you watch this on HBO Max and you watch the inside the episode thing that they do at the end of it, they talk about how they make a change here and they make Sam deaf and he is not deaf in the game. Uh, what did you think about just the, the this decision in general to make him a deaf character? 
I, I really enjoyed it. It, it. I felt more love for Sam than I probably would have if he was just a normal child. I, there was something about him being deaf and, and, the, and just how much they were having to sign. Right. And you just, I don't know, you felt more because of that. Yeah, one of the things that the, uh, I can't remember which one it was, maybe amazing, I can't, I can't remember which one think, it was. I think it was, I think it was amazing. He was talking about this decision to make him to make him deaf, and the reason that they decided on it is because obviously he is a child. Uh, I think they said he was eight in the episode, if I remember correctly. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, so he's an eight-year-old child, and he's already going to have to rely on his older brother, who I'm guessing is probably in this show is probably about twenty or so. If you had, you yeah, had to guess, I would say. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how old the actor is that's playing. I thought I looked him up. He was late twenties. Yeah, that sounds about right. My, he, he looks young, so I'm guessing they're probably. Yeah, yeah. Money him to be younger, but by making him deaf, now you have he has to rely on him even more, and just that feeling alone of him having to rely on his brother as much as he does, then just having to rely on him because he can't hear and because he can't communicate yeah. with anybody else, uh, so he has to rely on his brother for that. It just it provides a little bit more sentimentality towards him. Uh, like I said, I don't really know. I, I don't understand it, but it just does. Like I said, I can't really give you an explanation for it. And, and Kevon Woodard has to use his body so much more than a normal actor. Right. And he's a cute little kid. He is. He's a cute, very, very cute little kid. And so that, that makes him, like I said, he's more lovable. Yeah, he is. For whatever and, reason, in, in that role. In, right. Yeah. And he is actually deaf uh, in in real life. So that and like I said, that, I think there's probably a, a time period when they would have gotten non-deaf people to play deaf yeah. people, but I think they're kind of getting away from that, which is good right. because Absolutely. you can't get the type of emotion and the type of responses from a non-deaf person who can actually hear. You can't really get those things from somebody who's not deaf. By, uh, you just can't get the same type of reactions that you can from an actual deaf person who actually understands and knows what it is to, yeah. to because if you never lived in a world where there is no sound, then it's it's going to be very hard for you to portray that. And like I said, this kid, Kevon Woodard, he's just fantastic. Uh, he really is. And shout out to Lamar Johnson for learning ESL before this episode. Yeah, he looked like he had been signing a long time. He did. He looked like he'd been signing for a very long time. So good on him and good on Ellie as well, uh, Bella <laughs> yeah, Ramsey, because yeah. she she has to like she's kind of learning it as yeah. as she's going through the episode, but she had to learn it as well beforehand so she could actually pull off that. Hey, I'm actually learning the sign language yeah. that he's trying to teach me. Uh one of the things that works so well in this episode is the fact that they're basically, and they talked about this in the in the inside the episode uh, thing that shows on HBO Max. They're providing a mirror for Joel and Ellie with yeah. with Sam and uh, Sam and Henry, and it just allows Joel especially to see what he has to do and to kind of come to grips with, you know, this person that is with me isn't just a person this is a person who i'm caring for it it's for me when i was sitting here watching it as this episode was going i really started to get from pedro pascal that this is the first time he's really truly coming to terms he's he's probably always cared for this girl ever since he was entrusted yeah. with her but this is the first time he seems to be coming to the understanding himself that yes i do care for this girl and she is the most important thing to me at this point in my life 
Yeah, and it was this was another strong Pedro Pascal because he was so rude yes, he <laughs> to was. Henry and Sam, really until the very end. Yeah, he was. He, mm-hmm. Then he had finally like, hey, we could get together. But like, even when he was having to protect Ellie in the fight, he was like, crap, I guess I'll help Henry and Sam too. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I just love how just the way he was acting. Yeah. You know, like he was annoyed by them the whole time. It was great. Uh, yeah, he likes it. You're right. He was annoyed by them for, for a bit of this because one, it's cutting into. I mean, it's cutting into their supplies. I mean, he, Pedro is very much a calculating the mm-hmm. survivor. He's he knows that every little piece of food that he's giving to them, it's cutting into what the, what they can survive on. So he's thinking about that. He's thinking about how much more difficult it is for four people to survive. Plus, when Henry reveals to them that the reason he is being hunted down is because he's a collaborator, this goes against everything that that yeah. Joel believes in. He's like, I mean, it's the very first thing he says, I don't work with rats, and he's getting ready to walk away. And, and he's like, yes, you do, because if you want to get out of here, you've got to work with me. Uh, and it's yeah. just another really good performance by by Pedro Pascal, and he just continues to be just outstanding in this role. Yeah. Uh, but while all this is going on, Melanie Linsky is still on the hunt for them. And like I said, just... The fact that what she is doing in this by just showing, like, when she's in that room by herself and Perry comes in and finds her, just her standing in that room, just the way she is just so emotional Mm -hmm. about her brother, like I said, it's just, it's heartbreaking in one sense, because you sit here and you see the love that she has for her brother and just how, Mm -hmm. how much she was important, how much he was important to her. But what it is driving her to do, how it is driving her to kill just about anybody that she comes in contact with, it's just incredibly unsettling to see that this is what you can do when that person is taken away from you. Yeah, and shout out to Jeffrey Pierce as Perry. He yeah. was he was really good too. He was a good protector for her. Yeah, he was. He was a good protector for her. And I wasn't really sure what they were doing in that episode with him at first because it it does look like what she says because it looks like he's going to come in there and say, you know, your brother wouldn't want you to do this. We're yeah, going too yeah. far. And no, he, that's not what he says. He comes in and says, like you mentioned earlier, he comes in and says, you know, your brother was a great man. He was a, he was a great leader, but you're the one who's who actually got something done. You're the one who got us uh, who got us to get rid of Fedra. We're behind you. We're going to be there with you. And that's you know that's kind of what. Yeah. And he was until the end. Yeah, he was. He was there with her until the very very end of this thing. Uh when they're sitting there going through one of the great moments of like there's just this this episode like i know episode three is going to be the episode that gets talked about for years and years and years to come Mm -hmm. but this episode might have been my favorite what do you think i think you may be right i will tell you this i feel for anyone playing a villain after melanie linsky Yes, yeah, that's you good. will have a lot to hold up to. Yeah, because it's just a diff- it's a very different type of villain, mm-hmm. and it's just a chilling performance by her. And I just thought yeah. it was just really, really, really good. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Let's talk about the different tones they hit on this because they go okay. through... They go through a lot of different tones in yeah. this episode. So there's the beginning of where you're seeing just how awful the resistance can be when they are dragging bodies through the street with oh, like just man. covered in knives. Uh, and you can just see that Henry and Sam are just ap- both completely, absolutely terrified. So you've got th- mm-hmm. that tone going on. Later in the episode, you've got some comp- a little bit of bargaining going on between Joel and uh, yeah. Joel and Henry. And then, you know, when they find this underground compound that they, you get just this wonderful childlike vibes that we haven't seen from yeah. Ellie up until this time. Like I said, they're just hitting so many different tones. And it is, like like I said earlier, it's a roller coaster of emotions. What it do really you think is. about all this? I, you're, you're nailing this. Yeah, this is a lot of interesting stuff. I really like how you see this, like, daycare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then you're, and you're like, and like Ellie says, there's stuff for us to actually do here. Can right. we stay here? Like you, you like, Oh yeah, these are kids. Yeah. They're kids. I mean that, and that you forget about that, especially with Ellie, yeah. just because the fact yeah. that she is having to live in the world that Joel yeah. is, Joel is living in. But when you get the two kids together, you get the eight year old and the 14 year old, you get them together, you get a comic book between the two of them and yeah. they can just be kids at least for, you know, a few minutes in the show. Right. And you haven't gotten that. And it's just really neat to see the two of them uh, interact together. Very uh, but obviously it can't last because they've still no. got to get out of not on this show obviously <laughs> no keep that on moving forward people yeah i mean and let's just be real honest uh, you know we talked about in when people talk about game of thrones people say you know don't get too attached to a character don't yeah. get too attached to a character in this, this is show. even worse <laughs> i mean it's like everyone is going to die that yeah. you come across yeah. in this show uh but, I haven't played the game, but I'm wondering if that is uh, I'm what's sure going to happen out there in the season. We'll, we'll be saying about everyone. I, I know. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. So They've killed a little kid. Yeah, they did. They killed a little kid. and a it's cute little kid. I mean, that, anything's on the table. Yeah, and they, had, they forced the brother to do it. So that's another thing. Oh, so. good Lord. Uh, but like I said, it can't it can't last So because they, they still have to get it out of there. They get out of the, the – they emerge from the – underground compound thing and they're walking through this what looks like to be an old neighborhood and they're starting to get shot at and it's great this point because they're they're hiding they're trying to stay out of sight of whoever it is that's shooting at them and i was kind of thinking the same thing it's like this guy doesn't appear to be a really good shot because he's got some opportunities yeah. and then joel well, I mean, they were right there and then joel gets up and he says the guy can't shoot for you know what i was like oh yeah. okay i'm glad i'm not the only one that thinks this uh but this is when he realizes that basically this old guy that is up in this up in this house he's just trying to keep him pinned down so that the rest of them can come and i didn't i figured that eventually we we're going to see this big huge monster because that's kind of the we yeah. kind of got a hint for towards that last week but i wasn't sure when it was going to come because when like the entire resistance movement has descended upon on these four characters like i don't really know how they're getting out of this yeah i didn't i, I didn't know how they were get out of it either i was just i thought the same thing i was like they have them pinned down henry has given himself up yeah he did i mean he i was like uh, so this is where we're gonna lose henry and i really truly thought that's what she was going to shoot him that's going to be their opportunity yeah. to leave and we we're going to lose henry at that well, point i thought i thought joel may have shot her mm-hmm 
and and then he, Henry's one may have still may end up getting shot. But I didn't expect to, the to quote ACD ACDC the ground starts shaking. <laughs> yeah, the walls were. Broken. And that's when that's where you know basically all hell breaks loose because this yeah. is where we've seen this scene in the trailer a few times where there's this large monster that comes emerging from a hole. But what we didn't see before this in the trailer is just this rush of what looks like hundreds, thousands. yeah, of <laughs> that was scary of infected. Because like I said, I, when I saw that truck sinking, in, I was like, okay, this is where we're getting the big huge, yeah. the big huge infected guy, and the, apparently he's called a bloater, and that's what it's one of the things in the game uh but when he emer- when that truck starts thinking like all right we're getting this big huge monster but when i was not expecting to see all these infected come rushing out uh. and like it's they do this weird dynamic that it's it's a little bit of a trope where like the savior is like the evil people <laughs> like uh, uh so they kind of are doing that a little bit of that trope which is, it worked really well but mm-hmm. uh it's a really intense scene because you yeah. don't really know how everybody's going to escape. And you get, you see that Ellie is trapped inside a car. You've got Sam and Henry who are trapped underneath this truck as they're trying to get and out. We don't see them a lot of the time, so we don't know where they are. Yeah, we don't. We don't have, we don't see them. You're right about that. We don't see them. We don't know what's going on with them. We, we only get a quick glimpse of them trying to fight off the infected that are trying to pull them out from underneath the truck. Uh, you've got Perry who basically sacrifices himself for, yeah. Yeah. for Kathleen and it doesn't work out well for him. The blurter rips oh. his head off. Uh, but what's great, what I like about this, because if you think back to episode four, when episode four was taking place and um, they're looking for Henry and Sam, Melanie Linsky's character, Kathleen and Perry, they are going around searching and they come across this sinkhole that's kind of doing the breathing thing mm-hmm. that is the sign that there is infected there. And Perry says, when are we going to deal with this? And she is so obsessed and she is so focused on getting Henry. She doesn't take care of what the real threat is. I need to say, we need to take care of what these infected are here. And like I said, it just goes to show again that love that she had for her brother is causing her to Mm -hmm. evil things. And it's also making her lose focus. Yeah. I will say Perry kind of got lucky to get his head just ripped off true. and bitten to death. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because that kind of was the way that it ended up going for, for Kathleen. Yeah. Uh, but it, I think it's just poetic, the fact that she ends up getting killed by a child because the fact yeah. that we talked about that a second ago, you know, when she is, you know, telling Henry that he's going to die and like, you know, I understand why you did it, but did you think that you were tempting fate yeah you know he should have died and that your brother even though he's a kid he's not the most important kids die all the time like these are just really cold things that she is saying vicious just (laughs) vicious uh like i said it's just performed incredibly well by by melanie linsky throughout throughout this and she is just playing this villain role just extremely well and it's just it's just chilling and skin crawling and it's just it's just really surprising that uh, good luck to the next villains in the show (laughs) yeah i know so and i'm not really sure who that's going to be to be perfectly honest with you based off of what we've seen in the little coming up next thing on uh, Speaking of that, though, you know who's ever watching this who's like the next coming up villain. They got to be like, crap. <laughs> that's true. That's I true. hope I lived up to this. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's probably a little bit of that going on, but I'm sure they're I'm sure they're confident in their yeah. performance. So. Yeah. But 
the the basically the infected are the ones who allow these four to escape and we get they go they find this hotel and there's a nice scene between again between uh between ellie and and sam the, they just have great on on screen chemistry yeah. the two of them just really fantastic together really good and like I said, you're sitting there watching it, and you're loving what you see. And when he says, "If you become a monster, are you still, uh, are you still you on the inside?" I was like, oh, no. "I was like, oh, what are we doing here?" And then when she raises up that, when he raises up his the pant leg, and you see that he's been bitten, you're like, "Oh, yeah. this is this is how they're going to end it." Did you think and that? Go ahead. They, then they give us a second of hope. Well, okay, that's what I was about to ask. So, did you? Yes, think I, that it was so going to I, work? I, I was hoping it was going to. Work. Yeah, I was hoping to. I didn't think it was going to, just because yeah. it doesn't work that way. I mean, just yeah. be, even like because we, I've seen this trope before where the person is the cure, uh, but it's yeah. not just their blood. It's got to be like processed and all this other type right, of stuff for right. it to work. So I was like, I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to work. So you're sitting there. You, you they wake up the next morning. And Ellie is looking at at Sam, and she goes up to him. And he's not saying anything. He's like, "Oh crap! The, the, this yeah. this is coming to an end." And he attacks her because he is infected, and the infection has taken has taken root. And then it makes a really weird, a really weird yeah. but effective scene yeah. because Henry, at this point, he has the gun that he has. He has Joel's gun, and he doesn't want to kill his brother, but he sees him attacking, and he just instinctively shoots. And kills, yeah. and he kills his brother as a result, even though it's really not his brother anymore. And he just can't handle the fact that what he just did—that the fact that he had, that he had to kill his brother—and I knew as soon as that happens, like he's going to end up killing I himself. And when he, he kept does. saying, "What did I do? What did I do?" And I was like, "Oh no!" And thankfully, they don't show us actually him yeah, shooting himself. Yeah. So I mean, there's one th- like we've seen suicides, but the, when it's an emotionally devastating suicide, right. you don't want to see that at that point. Especially, we had also gotten really used to Henry. He was so good. Right, he was. He was just he was really good in that role. Uh, but they end up burying them, and another just. And Ellie says she's sorry for yeah. not being able to save Sam. When she writes, I'm sorry on their little magnetic writer thing, and he, she drops it on the grave, that is just a devastating moment. I mean, because one, we are starting now, Ellie, and this is the kind of thing I think that we see in Pedro Pascal at the end of this. Pedro Pascal is haunted throughout the course of this entire yeah. series by his failures, his failure to be able to save his daughter, his failure to be able to save Tess. I mean, to a certain extent, to be able to do anything for Bill and Frank because they didn't get there in time. Uh, obviously, they were uh, part of it was because yeah. they committed suicide, but I'm sure that still kind of registers with them. Yeah. Uh, so he's having all these failures now with Ellie cutting her her hand, trying to trying to give him the the cure through her blood. Now she's sensing some of that failure that Joel has felt throughout the course right. of this episode. And Joel, when he looks at her, he sees that, oh, no, she's becoming like me, which is not what he wants. Right. No, not at all. And it's just a really great scene that they ended yeah. on because she's walking away yeah. and it's like, you know what? We just got to keep going on. And it's making her kind of cold, kind of hardened, kind of bitter. And it's like I said, it's not what Joel wants for her. Like I said, just a great episode. Just an it really was. fantastic it really episode. Was. I uh, bet this is going to have the highest ratings of any episode. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think three is going to be tough to beat for people. But for me yeah. personally, like I said, I think I like this one a lot more just because there's just, it's, it's, 
hitting so many different emotional moments for me personally. Well, and then Henry and Sam were as lovable as Bill and Frank. Oh yeah, so they were. That, that mm-hmm. helped us too. Yeah, I think it really did. I I, I love. I mean, they have. I mean, what they do in the show by just giving us these characters that come in and out, come in and out, come in and out. And that's a difficult thing to pull off because Mm -hmm. this isn't a procedural show. This is very much a serial show. And to be able to pull off the fact that they are driving the story forward, they're pulling in these characters, making us love these characters over one episode, two episodes, whatever it may be, and then taking them away from us. I mean, we get so attached to them so quickly, and then they're taken away, and it's just absolutely devastating. Don't get attached, people. (laughs) Yeah, don't get attached to it. So, like I said, just an, an incredible show, and I understand exactly why everybody has been so, was so effusive in their praise for it before it actually aired so uh anything else we need to discuss before we go into our weekly awards no i think i think we're good yeah i kind of think we're good too so let's go ahead and head to those right now what does colgate mean by live life to the brightest could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall mysterious I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, every week when we are covering a series of a television show, we do three weekly awards. We start with Tyrion Lannister, and that is the MVP of the week. Who are you going with for your Tyrion Lannister? Well, I got to do some co's on this one, unfortunately. Okay. And uh, also, it's their last episode. So I'm going Lamar Johnson as Henry, uh, Kevon Woodard as Sam, and Melanie Linsky as Kathleen. All three of them were just incredible. Yeah, they were just absolutely fantastic. I mean, for very, very different reasons, but they were just all completely wonderful. I mean... They they will all be missed. And I mean, like, when I was watching the Inside the Episode thing, I was kind of tearing up just watching Kevon Woodard, you know, talk about his his role and i'm like yeah. dang it stinks that we only get him for one episode yeah. on this well especially since everyone started they loved him so much they started learning yeah. uh, asl so they could talk to him they yeah. were all jealous of the people they couldn't talk to him which makes you i mean that like you said that's just sweet it is it's, it's absolutely sweet so uh next on our list is the agatha all along the best scene of the week what are you going for this i'm going the scene at the house uh, where they're trying to escape and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I, maybe go with that one. I, I'm 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 going to go ahead and go with the scene where they're in the compound thing, the underground compound. Uh, I thought that yeah. was a really good one. Like I said, it was great to be able to see Ellie act a little bit like a kid because we haven't been able right. to see that from her yet. The first scene with Henry and Sam was really good, too. I thought I was going to pick that for a long time. Right, it was a good one, too. Yeah, it was really good. There were a lot of good scenes in this one. There really were. Uh, Next is the, if you come at the king, you best not miss the best line for the week. What's your best line? I'm Joel. We ate. We didn't kill each other. Let's move on. That was a good one. Uh, I, I I got a few down here because I really couldn't figure out where to go. Yeah. A few of them were the ones that were written down by by Sam. Uh, the one about you know if you're a monster, 
if you become a yeah. monster, are you? This, uh, is it still you on the inside? The line where uh, Ellie wrote, "I'm sorry." Uh, more for a funny one. I, I don't remember exactly what she said, but when they're walking through the when they're walking through the little neighborhood, yeah. and uh, she offers for them to go with them to Wyoming, and he's like, he kind of looks back at her, and he's like, "Oh, he's always like that." He says no, and then I ask him a million yeah. times, "Can I? Can I? Can I?" And then he eventually yeah. breaks down. She's was, like, "I'm Joe. I always say no." <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. I love that one. So, like I said, I don't know. Pick one of those, and I, I love those yeah. lines. So, uh, but yeah, so those are our weekly awards for this week. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we also have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Just beneath Game of Thrones is Lost. Middle of the Road for us is Friends. Beneath the Friends is a full house. At the bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. We have both been at Game of Thrones for a while on this. I'm assuming you're staying there. How could you possibly go down after this episode? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm the same way. It's it's just a great episode. And it was really serviced really well by the fourth episode. I, we talked about this a little bit last week, that the fourth episode, it's a transition episode because they're trying to get us from, you know, the warm, touching moments that they have in episode three with Bill and Frank. They kind of got to get us back in the, okay, this is a, a zombie apocalypse show. We got to right. get back in the dread, horrible, terrible thing going on all the time and they really do a good job of of selling it in episode five so yeah it's it's still a game of thrones and i just don't know that it's going to ever have a chance to go down so yeah. all right before we head off uh we do like to do some recommendations for our listeners uh so what do, would you like to recommend to our listeners this week so i don't think i've mentioned this yet but uh, i watched that horror movie smile on peacock oh, did you okay and it's frightening as hell. Is so, it, really? it looks it looks frightening. It's I have not watched scary. it. It's pretty scary. It's pretty. You know, a lot of times I like the horror movies that like they're really not that scary. But I don't know. This one was kind of scary. I, uh, it's frightening. Yeah, it looks right. it looks terrifying, and I have not watched yeah, it as a result. So it's on, it's on Peacock if you if you get the nerves. It used to be on uh, Paramount. Did it switch? Okay, maybe I watched it on Paramount. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. I it. Yeah, Paramount uh, Paramount Plus. So small. Yeah, uh, frightening. So I'll say that. Uh, then uh, I finished Conk on Earth, and I'm gonna bitch you like you. You've got to watch this if you like. If you have, if you like sarcasm, yes, and history, this is one of the funniest things I've seen. It really is. I was laughing, like you said, the stuff about Russia. There's some. They make fun of Great Britain a good bit. They do. There's a lot of U.S. stuff. To there make fun is. Of. There is. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Including where we live at in the South. Yeah. They make fun of us a good bit. Well deserved as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, it was really funny. And the other thing, uh, I, I've never mentioned, uh, I watched The Recruit on Netflix. That okay. Noah Centineo, Centineo show, and it got approved for season two. It's pretty fun. Is it's it? A, it's, a, it's a, he's a, uh, a lawyer with the CIA. And, uh, I forgot what the term is. But uh, they, it's a good show. It's just fun. He's he gets in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So it's worth watching. And it got and it actually got a season two. So you know it was 
uh, very well viewed for Hill <laughs> yeah, Netflix. And uh, you mentioned you didn't like his character on Black Adam. I actually did, did and it? it was maybe because I was watching this at the same time. Maybe I just didn't. I not. think that kid has something. I think he may be a superstar waiting to happen. Yeah, I didn't think the I didn't think anything wrong was wrong with him. I just thought that I just yeah. didn't like the character that much. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, he was too of a too much of a oh I'm just the kind of comic screw up. I can't then I threw things right, up right. the team. Yeah, That's I can my, see what Yeah, I wasn't really just real fond of that role. So. Yeah. All right, so things I've got on the recommendations. I've been trying, I said last week I've been trying to watch a lot of the Best Picture nominations. Uh, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, yeah. I'll recommend it if you like war movies. Here's the thing. I saw the original one that was done back in, I guess, the 40s or the 50s, uh, a long time ago in my history class. I don't think it really adds anything new, so I'm not really sure why they made it. I mean, it's a lot more violent. I mean, it really oh, wow. is. Uh, but it's nominated for Best Picture. Like I said, if you like war movies, I, this will be. It would be very much right up your alley. I just, okay. I wasn't that. Personally, I was not all that enthralled, enthralled by it. Uh, also, something else I watched on Netflix. All of mine come from Netflix this week. Uh, Lockwood and Co. Uh, my, my daughter. I watched and, that too. I forgot to mention this. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's really yeah. it's aimed at more young adults, but I thought it was good. Uh, my daughter loved I, it. Yeah, I thought it was good. That was fun. I yeah. thought it was fun. It was pretty scary too. It had some good scares. Yeah, it did. It, it definitely had some good scares in there. Uh, basically, it's kind of like a British Ghostbusters with swords. Uh, <laughs> I thought the same thing. So, and I think it's sort of what you're about to mention, which I'm very excited about. It has a little bit of it in it as well. Oh, no, true. Yeah, it does. So. All right, my last recommendation. Yes! I, have, <laughs> I have been, I have, I have never seen Outer Banks. I've heard it was good. I decided to go ahead and turn it on, and I'll just go ahead and tell you this much. We are on our midweek episode. We're reviewing Night Court, the reboot, and there are five episodes of it out. And the reason I didn't watch, I only watched the first four because I didn't watch the fifth one this week because I wanted to watch this. Uh, yeah. But Outer Banks, I'll just be honest, it is a trashy show. I mean, it's so trashy. It is like I don't I don't know why I like it because everything about me tells me I shouldn't. I mean, like these teenagers in this show like every time they meet up with each other, they like beat each other to a pulp within an inch of their life. Right, right. They like push one guy gets pushed off like a six story tower and like all he does is yeah. break his arm. Uh you got you got one guy, JJ, who isn't high all the time, but he seems like he's high all the time. Yeah. Uh like I said, I mean it is I mean logically I shouldn't like it, but it's just so compelling i've only done the first nine episodes i gotta finish the first ep- the the first season up uh i plan to do that either tonight after we get done recording or tomorrow sometime tomorrow uh like i said it's it's just a really compelling show the reason i started to watch is like i know the third season is coming up on february 23rd yeah. like, so if i want to if i want to get caught up in time to watch the third season i need to start watching it now and like I said, it's it's a compelling show. I don't know why I like it, but I, I do. I think the, I think part of it is the acting. The actors are good. Yeah, the actors are good. They yeah. are they they bring you in. It's just fun. Yeah, it is. It's a fun show. It's it's a naturally fun show. Because you're like, why have I watched this? What is going to happen next? <laughs> then you can't stop watching. Yeah, you're right. what, are, are they are they called kooks? What kooks the, and kooks and pogues. The Pogues, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, but what like, is a I kook mean, and what's a Pogue? Where do they come up with like, these names? <laughs> how, how could you not love John B? I mean, I just like, that guy has whatever it is. He has it, man. He does. He absolutely and does. the villains are so hateable. They, That's what they part of really it. are. 
I mean, they are so incredibly. They all have really punchable faces. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, they just play it perfectly. You just want to beat up each one of them. You do. I love it. Yeah, like I said, it's. I, I don't really know why I like it, but I, I do. So, yeah. uh, Ken, you're, I've you're heard not some, alone. It's one of the biggest shows on it Netflix is. still. And I've heard the second season is better than the first season. That's what I've heard. So yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I think I think I remember the second season being better. So and we're we're about to get a third. Yeah, soon. third season is coming up on February twenty third. So uh, if you haven't watched the first two, check them out on Netflix before the third season comes out. And hugs for life. <laughs> and you can be right there with Ryan and I. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, real quick before we head out, uh, we are going to be covering, like I said, we're going to be covering Night Court, the first four episodes in our midweek episode for this week. Next week on the docket, we have uh, just, we have already recorded that episode, by the way. Uh, and I say that we're going at the end of the episode that we're going to be covering the Woman King. We're actually going to push that off a week. So we're only going to be covering Ant Man and the Wasp because it releases next week in theaters. Uh, we'll be covering it. And obviously, we'll be doing episode six of The Last of Us. So anything else you want to add before we sign off? Appreciate everyone joining us. And we will talk to you next time. I have a look at those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.